Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 96 of 101 here on the Legacy Maker Sports Network. I'm hyped today. You know, um, this one is extremely, extremely, and I know we both would agree it is long overdue uh, to get a chance to get together on a on a show and, and kind of chop it up a little bit. I'm I'm very excited to have my man uh, with me today. He, <laughs> I call him the king of debate, uh, I, and I say that because. If you ever had a chance to go around and around with him, I have. Uh, you, you better come prepared because if you don't, you're going to get shut down. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, with me today, the man myth and the legend, Ray J. Lynn, the sports journalist, the AKA sports reporter without pay. You Ray see, J. Lynn, how you doing, brother? It's good to brother, have you, man. I, like you said, it's long overdue. Listen, man, I, I have what I thought was one of the best intros Bro, the whole time I'm sitting there watching this, like, man, I need to get in the lab. Oh my god, that <laughs> intro was crazy. That oh, was crazy! Man. I loved it, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. I saw you know I put a little something together, but my cousin, um, he's a pretty popular, um, uh, you know, hip hop artist here in Virginia. Uh, he did the theme song for me. We grew up right beside each other, man. He's in, and I'm super proud of him. I think I thank him. You know, Lamar Butler, aka Chosen. Thanks for the theme song, man. It, it's like when I first heard, I was like. That's it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's, but that's everything, perfect. man. I mean, the song. I, I've actually, I mean, shameless. I, it's not even a plug. I've used your content with other sports journalists as a template to say, hey, listen, when you're putting your content together, you want it to look this way. You want it to be set up this way. And I've taken your videos and said, look at this, guys. Right, like the whole back, like everything about your setup. It just looks real professional. Like again, I mean, you've been doing this for quite some time, man. But shout out, bro! Like that intro was the one. Oh, uh, thank, thank you, man. You know, I've, I've heard that quite a few times on here, so it always makes me smile. But uh, like I said, today, today we we get a chance to to dig into the mind a little bit of Ray J. Lynn, aka the Sports Reporter Without Pay. I will say this before we get into everything. Uh, I remember the first time we kind of had an encounter. Obviously, was with our guy Raphael with Three Point Conversion, and you know we. Uh, we did battlegrounds, all that fun stuff. But when I first saw the sports reporter without pay, I said, that is one of the most clever names or, or, or slogans I've ever heard in the sports game. But you back it up. And that's the best thing about it. Some people will give up these crazy things and they can't back it up. But my man, you always back it up. I appreciate it. I, you know <laughs> what, man? Listen, if we doing shout outs like you did for your guy with the intro, man, shout out to Casimir Norris. Um like you, you know as well as I do, man. Like right. even when we finally met in person, which was in February, right, right, right. after years, right. Like, <laughs> you, you meet somebody, and it's like it don't feel weird or awkward. It's like it felt like I knew this person already. Like when social media is used the right way, it can be a great place. It and can. I've developed relationships with a lot of people, mostly through sports talk. But I somebody invited me to a sports group, and the guy who was running the group, a guy named Casimir Norris. I forgot what it was called at first, but then he named the group the Sports Reporters Without Pay because everybody think they whatever. Mm -hmm. And when I when I did the ESPN competition, like that was my like I was in that group every day debating sports, talking sports. I say, man, I'm gonna hold it down. I'm gonna represent y'all. And I I got me a shirt made and a hat made, and I wore it. And then it's like you're on ESPN. That dude hit me up and was like, bro, from this day forward, that that's you. Like that's no longer us. That like you <laughs> are the sports reporter without pay. So I'll always give him props. Like and it just kind of stuck. It's like it sounds cool. It's catchy. I don't know what I'm gonna do when somebody start paying me. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> for now, we just gonna roll with it, man. And it, it's it's catchy, man. It's it it's legitimate because all of us, man, we do it because we love it, right? right. 
if you happen to get somebody to give you a check to do this, it's a bonus. by all means. That's that's a plus. And I tell people all the time, I said that would be uh, the plus part for me. I mean, if you're able to get paid for what you love doing. I mean, you. That, I mean, you. 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 You hit the plateau. That's all you want to do. You. I mean, the pay part is great and all, but all I really, I told somebody once before, the only reason I want to get paid is so that I can do it and just enjoy it without having any worries for my family part. If I can still find a way, which we've done for years, to do it without it, hey, it is what it is. But if I could do it and that could be my main focus, by all means, by all means. We, we had that conversation when you and I sat down and. and in what uh, Arizona, right? Yeah, Arizona, yeah. And it was kind of like that's the part people don't see. You know, they they oh man, they, you covered the Super Bowl, yeah, but ain't nobody foot my bill to come out here neither. No. I mean, like like you you <laughs> you you paying for plane tickets, you paying for hotels. I I saw man, you was covering the Ravens and and you faithfully cover the Redskins. Like, bruh, how people a, think you getting there? You got a whole <laughs> podcast set up. Who they think bought this equipment? You know what I mean, man, like, look, they if people knew how much money. That I put oh. into this in the last six years, you'd be like, "You crazy?" No, man, when you love it, you love it. You love it, so, right? But like it's, it. it's it's passion. But it's it's always nice when when you get into those rooms that people, uh, you get into those rooms like Ravens and then Commanders or whatnot. You get in those rooms and people are like, "Man, you're there," and they think it's fun and games. But when you're in there, it's a privilege. You know, they don't. They it may seem like they just let any. They don't just let anybody in. No. You know, once you get in. Uh, you've got to you've got to represent. You've got to make sure that the work that your content, whatever you're putting out there, is legit. If you're not, they they're not gonna let you stay. Yeah, yeah. I'm about <laughs> you got to stay there. You have to stay there. Yeah, they're not gonna let you stay. So, uh, with that being said, let's go ahead and get this party started. We got we gotta we gotta we gotta talk a little bit about Ray J. Lynn and the man myth and legend that he is. <laughs> and the way that we start that off, ladies and gentlemen, is with the check in. So with the check-in, you know, here on the on one-on-one, we like to kind of check in with, you know, see how you, your family, just how, how's Ray J. Lynn doing right now in this time period in his life? How, oh, shoot, they attacked me. How are you doing? <laughs> like, man, listen, life is good, man. Life is good. Um, I could say the cliche thing and say, you know, every day that you wake up on the right side of the ground, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're doing good, but that's, that's legitimate, man. Like, Cause the, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on, but for me, life is really, really good, man. I'm married. I got two kids. The family's great. The wife is good. My oldest daughter, she driving, she working 20 years old. I'm waiting on her to go and do whatever she going to do. And, <laughs> and my, my, my mini me, man, he, he, he at that age, man, uh, where he's into everything. And I don't mean like terrible twos. I mean, terrible 12, like where it's like, <laughs> It's always something, but man, I I love my life, man. I wouldn't change it for the world. Like you said, um, part a huge part of my life is this. I get to cover sports, uh, for fun, really, right? Like this, right. it's not a, it's not a, it's not a burden. It's not like ah, oh, gotta get no. It's like I get up to do these things, right? Um, I I work. I have a great job. Like I I'm a sales manager at a graphic shop. Like I don't know if you ever seen like vehicles that are wrapped. Like most right. people wrap vehicles for advertisement, but like. Yeah, people that wrap them just for, you know, person. Like, they just want you to color change. They want them to look nice. So my job is fun. My life is good. I'm the minister of music at my church. Like, every, like honestly, man. Everything's like, good, right? Like, it, you know, and it's funny, man. A couple of years ago, I went through a really, really rough stretch in my life. I'm talking like, you know, like, like it's like, if it's not one thing, it's another. Right. And I kept telling my wife, I said, man, I can't wait. To we're able to look back three years from now, like man, that year really wore us out. Yeah. And that when I met now, was like, man, that year wore us out. But look at us now, like life is so good for me, man. I don't have no complaints. Um, I just don't. And it's not yeah. even a, I'm on camera, so I'm fake. No, no, it's really nah. good right now. Hey, like, yeah, that's yeah. A, a, that's a good deal because, and you speak of that, you know, like 20, 2021, by far probably the worst year in my life. And and most people like COVID had a, a huge part of it, but just. The year itself just took so much out of me. You know, you lose when you lose so many people that are close to you uh, in a in a year, in a, in a year. I will, you know, about a year and a half. Grandparents, mom, uh, aunts and uncle, aunts that were like mothers to me. Like they're like, you know, you got those aunts and uncles that are like, you got your aunts and uncles. Like, hey, what's on? But then you got yo, what's up, aunt? You know, the you one. got those. Yeah. You got those ones. And I lost pretty much i lost two of them on top of my mom plus my grandparents and this was like in a this was like in a year and a half i'm like yo this is insane and like you said you look back at it now and you said okay i'm a i'm a better person for all the things i went through 
Um, you know, it, I learned a lot from it. I, it changed me as a person. Um, uh, and I think that it, it, you know, it gave me a different outlook on life. So I, I feel you on that, man. I feel you. On I, that. I, I can't begin to imagine, right. What it feels like to lose a parent or, or, or an offspring. Right. I, I don't know what that feels like. Right. I only know that I had two deaths around me this year. And man, uh, one of which was in January. My grandfather passed away, right? Hey man, I, I, sorry go, to, I go to Detroit and I'm playing Superman. I show up with a cape on, right? Mom, what you need me to do? And I'm ripping and I'm running. I'm doing a lot of stuff. And it didn't hit me till I was like driving back to North Carolina. And it was like music is my my love. Like music is my thing. Right. And that song by Stevie Wonder, I just called to say I love you came on. I was half asleep, man. And I it like hit me like yo, I'm never gonna be able to call my grandfather again, bro. I cried for like three hours, right? Like, <laughs> and it's like it just hit. And so if that's what it felt like for my grandfather, I don't know what it would feel like. I haven't experienced that, right? Um, and then man, I just had a really close friend. This was within the last two weeks. If you've seen my Facebook, right? Young man, 34 years old, man. Like it's we rolled together, friend of mine, and and he had some troubles, man. He went to rehab. He was in there less than 24 hours and passed away. It's like man, like you, you know tomorrow really not promised to nobody and then the flip side of that is that's why you want to make the most of every single day man exactly um so yeah bro like i i i empathize with what 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 you experienced and to be able to come out on the other side of that and be strong and then be able to talk about it like that man listen yeah man it's tough it's, it's a tough road man it's a tough road but you know, you like I said, you take it a day at a time and just kind of run with it from there, you know, um, and, and try to stay positive because, you know, you look at it like, how would they want me to react? How they would how would they want me to be? They, would they want me to be, you know, sad, soapy, you know, whatever? Or would they want me to be strong, confident, be stronger for others? Uh, and I think that's the approach that I try to take. But there's times that I said it, I'll sit back and just have reflections and be like, whew. You know, like every time I do a show right above here, right above here, I have a picture of my mom right above my um, camera here. So whenever I look a little sad, I peek up at her, you know, look at her. You know, it makes me smile. Uh, think about the good times. So, I mean, it's tough. It's a tough road. But like I said, we keep we keep moving. We keep grooving, brother. I like that, man. Keep a picture of mom in front of you, because if you turn around and look at that trash behind you, that green and yellow. Never mind, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. Hey, but, hey, man, look, I got comfort all around me here. And, you know, I'm, I'm in a good spot. Look. <laughs> Well, look, let's get into let's get into uh, your passion for sports. I, I want to know when you were a young man, you know, eight, nine, ten years old, uh, where did your passion for sports come from? Where did that love for sports initially come from when you were younger? Listen, so if, if I had to like, I don't know. Right. Like, it's like one of the things where you go, OK, uh, well, this person did this. Like, I didn't have anybody in my family who like was a not even professional, but just like a good athlete. Like I didn't have a cousin who was an all American <laughs> or an uncle who like, you know, the Al Bundy stories, like I threw four times. <laughs> it was nothing like that, man. It was just, it was naturally ingrained in me. Like it was like once I, that, that bug hit me, man, it was real. Like, at, like I am literally the person, you know, now, like I thought about this, like I'm a sports journalist, but at, at my core, I'm a debater. Right. Like I'm a debater. I'll sit and argue with you about sports until the cows come. And I've been like that since I was 10 years old. Wrong and all. Like the, the, <laughs> fun, like, the funniest argument I can remember. And, and, and it's funny because at the time I didn't understand why he was so upset. My father used to have a saying. Right. Like not a saying, but you know, you catch somebody saying the same thing all the time. And we were teasing my father for about a week because he would always start off his sentence with. But truthfully speaking, right? So we would be like, what are you going to lie? So we would just run around every day, you know, truthfully speaking, truthfully speaking, right? So me and him get to talking one day, and I'm playing NBA Live or whatever it was. And I said something like, yeah, because when Michael Jordan hit the shot, and this is long before YouTube videos and all of that. So I'm basing this probably off something I saw on TV. And I say, when Michael Jordan hit the shot in the finals against Cleveland, blah, blah, blah. He say, hey, Michael Jordan ain't hit no shot, you know, in the finals against Cleveland. I'm, yes, he did. Yeah, he did. Michael Jordan hit a shot against the Classic Leaders in the final. He said, Michael Jordan ain't hitting it. He's getting mad at this point. And I'm, you know, I'm, Michael Jordan did hit a shot against He said, truthfully speaking, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> like, so, like, and, like, so now, right, like, being sports, like, it would be like if, if your son was arguing with you that the Lions had this play in the Super Bowl against Green Bay, and you know, like, well, that can't happen, right? Like, 
Cavs can't play the Bulls in the fight, but I was so adamant about it, man. So I've <laughs> always been that way. Um, and it, looking up numbers and stats and, I mean, some of the stuff that I know, I don't even know why I know it, right? Like, it's just always been that way with me, man. I love it. And I've been that way since I was nine, ten years old, man. Just, yeah, look, you, but you know what? You know what embeds it in you? I think, I think for me, you know, growing up, when ESPN was, you know, I'm not gonna trash him, but you know, when ESPN was in his glory days, we're gonna we'll say it that way. I remember getting up, I remember going to bed. The last thing I watched was Sports Center. I remember getting off of school. I know the first thing I watched was Sports Center. I remember getting up in the morning, Sports Center would be on because I fell asleep listening to Sports Center. And I just remember like Sports Center was life. You know, it was it was all that I ever like really paid attention to when I was younger, uh, like TV wise. It, it was it was a huge, huge part. Now, I feel sad now because I don't watch it as much as I used to, unless That's it's the same. NFL draft. Right. It's, it's not, not it's not it's not the same. You know, mm-hmm. I think Stuart Scott, God rest his soul, when when he left, uh, you know, left us. And it's just it's slowly from surely from there. That was I think that was a final final. Like it started mm-hmm. really deteriorating from there. It had some still some gems there, but it just. Wasn't the same. Well, something that happened, I believe. It, do you remember when ESPN did their their competition for sports anchors? It was like a reality yes, show. Yes, yes, I do remember anchors. that. And the one thing I remember about that show was it felt like every contestant was trying to be Stuart Scott, right? It was like when Stuart Scott made sports casting cool, everybody wanted to have a catchphrase. Everybody wanted to cool as the other side of the pillow. You mean booyah? And like, and he had like. He in like he did for sports casting what the Fat Five did for college basketball. Like he integrated the hip hop culture into it. Right. You know what I mean? He, you know, uh, oh, such and such with the crossover. Oh, stop, drop, shut him down, open up shop. You know, he would say stuff like that. <laughs> and you like, I know what he's talking about. So like everybody wanted to be him, and then it became watered down and it wasn't genuine yes. anymore, right? I, I agree with that. It's funny you talk about sports center. Did you used to do this in the summertime when I wasn't in school? You remember Sports Center would come on at eight o'clock, get nine yeah. o'clock, and it would come on like five, five, six times in a row. Right. And it was the same stuff. But you watched it all the time. I would watch every single, and by the third time, <laughs> I'm saying the stuff with him. And it's like, why am I watching this? I know what happened. I know who won this game. I know who hit three for six. I know who scored 32 points, right? Like, right, right, right. Damn, watch it, man. Just but I mean, you, but you were gaining that knowledge. And I think that's I think that's why most of most of the guys did it, because when you would go to school. Or you go to school the next day, and then when somebody would come up with some something that was just completely wrong, like kind of you say your situation, you're like, "Whoa, wait a minute, no, no, no." He scored 37 points last night. He had 15 rebounds. He did this. He did that. He, you know, he scored this many touchdowns. And I think that knowledge of having that that upscale, especially when it comes to sports, when it, you know, when it's a guy's, you know, thing, you know, it's like, "Hey, I I know everything." If you tell me, you know, who was at that time, I'm a little rusty now, but he's like. Who was the third pick of the 1993 draft or something like that? You're like, oh yeah, that was so and so and so and so. And I think having that was uh what what made it a a, a crucial, you know, just a crucial part of everything, man. I, I used to love. Oh man, those are good old I, days. You know, you say you go to sleep watching Sports Center, wake up watching Sports Center. That's how I begin. Like I'm a I'm a very very decent. I'm not no. I'm a very very decent pool shooter like I'm, I'm pretty solid like I, mm-hmm. the average guy that walk in and pick up a stick i probably wax you play me put me up again like you know what I mean <laughs> but you know how i started watching pool or get finding a love for it was espn i wow. it, it didn't matter whatever was on espn i watched it trick shot magic i watched it uh world series of poker i watched it strongman competitions i watched it like if it was on espn what no cartoons for me espn <laughs> espn all day all day long. Uh, so, you know, we talk about the art of the sports debate. Now, you know, you I've had a chance to be in the arena with you. I know we talk about it a little bit. And, you know, look, you, fair as fair, you beat me. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I went in there thinking I felt really confident. And I was like, I think I can go in here and I can do this. But when I watched how quick you were with the facts or, you know, with the knowledge and how it sounded, I was like, I, I know I'm good. This guy's good. <laughs> like, like I know, I know, I know. When I got the time, and I'm thinking, I'm, I'm, I'm there. But no, 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 I was, I wasn't there. But how was the, you know, the art of the sports debate for you? Like, and I, I'm not trying to tell you to give me any secrets, but you know, just how has it become such a way of life for you uh, when it comes down to it? Because you can tell. I mean, there's certain people you don't want to go to bed with. I'll be honest with you. Now, I wouldn't go to bed with you unless you're on my team. Uh, I, 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 I need, I need, I need you as a partner, not as a yeah. foe. But uh, you know. T- <laughs> 
T- tell me about that, man. Like, um, you know, the art of the sports debate for you, how, how does that just ingrain into you? Uh, again, man, like you, you, like the story I just gave you at 10, 11 years old, I wrote, I was sitting there willing to go toe to toe with a, an adult who I knew, knew more about sports than me. And I felt that can, like, I was, I felt conviction about what it was, I believe. And then as my love for sports grew and most, I mean, like for me, it's like basketball is first, but then as I began to grow, like, it was like, I, man, look, I watched hockey, right? Like I, I yeah. like the love for it was, was at the core. And like you, what, what it really was probably for me was, you know, how you said you sit up and I don't watch sports center five times in a row. Right. At least. And then you get to school and, and this guy going to tell you, Oh yeah. Cause such and such man. Yeah. No, but he didn't though. How right. do you know? I know because I just listened to it seven times in a row. You know what I mean like so, <laughs> and and that that's the start of it. Right. And then I'm I'm competitive by nature in everything in anything I do. If I'm bowling, I want to win. If I'm shooting pool, if we get in the pool and we swimming, I want to win. Right. Like whatever it is, I want to win. So then that kind of tied into the debate culture. For me, it was more like I know more than you, and I'm gonna show you. Right. <laughs> And then as I grew, I realized there's an art. It's, it really is an art form. There's an art right. to debating. I tell people all the time, give me a side. If you wanted me to, I can argue for Michael Jordan. If you wanted me to, I can argue for LeBron. Because the art to debate is taking the facts and making them fit your opinion. Right? Like, Appreciate back up your opinion with legitimate facts. Not emotion. There's some emotion involved, but you got to be able to back up your opinion with hardcore facts. Right? Obviously, people are going to just like people take Bible scriptures and use the ones they want to live the life they want to live. Right? <laughs> it's the same thing as sports <laughs> debate. It's like uh, if, if if I'm, you know, if I'm a Michael Jordan fan, I'm going to talk about, you know, six and on the finals. You know, I think that's a ludicrous argument. I know people like to hear. So I use it. Right. Like uh, forget the times he lost in the first one. Let's talk about six and on. If I'm a, if I'm a LeBron fan, I'm going to talk about longevity. I'm going to talk right. about the well-rounded game. Like I can argue for anybody. So. Once I realized that it's about being able to support your opinions with facts, like people don't like facts. Yeah, they don't like them. Yeah, man. I'm telling you, every time I go, every time I see you post something, I know I'm getting straight facts all the way through. So, like, you're posting. I know you usually tag me in, and I'm looking. I'm like, my man got every bit of stats. He's going to give you everything you need to know right then and there. I'm not going to just say something and not have something to to back up what i'm saying and that's what i've always respected i'm like that man has everything from top to bottom something some of the posts be long but you're gonna get the facts out of them posts absolutely and i'm <laughs> i'm willing to take the time to research that stuff right like i'm willing to go the extra mile that you won't right so if if, if whoever if you're watching this if you ever sit across from me <laughs> just know be that prepared. whatever it is we're talking about i'm beyond prepared <laughs> i mean it's like i'm <laughs> And then you know what it was crazy, man. You talked about that when so, so so much of it is just in you. Yeah, I went on a cruise, right? Cruise, and they had a sports trivia, and the guy says, oh. um, they went, they go down the questions, and after they, like they go through one through twenty, then they come back to number one and they ask the question, and people shout out the answers. So they get to the question and say, Who did the Chicago Bulls defeat in the 1996 NBA finals? Okay, Seattle Supersonics, right. I yell out my answers. Some other people yell out answers. And then the guy hosting the, the thing goes, uh, the Houston Rockets is the correct answer. I said, no, sir, it's not. Whoa. I, said, I said, no, no, sir, it's not. And he said, well, that, you know, and he, most of them are foreigners. But he's like, well, that's what's on the paper. I said, well, the paper is wrong. And at this point, the people in the room are kind of looking like, well, who are you to say it's wrong? I said, because it's wrong. Like the Bulls never played the Houston Rockets in the finals. The right. Bulls played Seattle in 96. They played Utah in 97 and 98. Well, what, why, why should we believe you? Let's just say this was in 2020, right? right. We can say it's right now. I proceeded to do this. I said, well, in 2023, Denver beat Miami. In 22, Golden State beat Boston. In 21, Milwaukee beat Phoenix. In 20, LA beat Miami. In 19, Toronto beat Golden State. And I went all the way back to like 1980. And they was like, hey, man, let's just go with whatever that guy said. You know, he was like, yeah, I, I like his answer better. Yeah, yeah, what, what, what he said, man. But it's like, as I'm saying it, it's like, I, why do I know that? I'm not reading it. I'm not looking at Google. You just know I it. I just know it. You just know like, it. I just know it, man. So <laughs> besides the fact that I'm usually prepared for what it is I'm going to talk about, a lot of that stuff is just, it's up here. Right. Right? Like, so. Hey, man, look, and sometimes it's just there, uh, you know, and when you got it, you got it, you know. Um, now, obviously, you've taken, you know, 
your sports debate style of you taking everything that you've done on your sports debate side and you turn it into a journalism career man me and you uh, we got to share super bowl together we talked about that got a chance to be on your show during the super Bowl, which i was an absolute honor uh and so it's like you know take us on that journey to you know you know maybe not switching over but kind of bleeding into that sports journalism world because you realize that you have to you have to do more Right. You have to be more right. Like a lot of guys who are on TV doing things now, you know, they start off as beat writers or they start off in the locker room asking questions. Right. Like it's like if you want to be in this world um, again to anybody watching, if you want to be in this world, it's just some hard work to it, man. It's like you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Like the thing right. like I tell people all the time, man, I for me. People say, what's your end game? I want people to pay to hear my opinion, right? Like, I want people to say, we'll pay you to get up here and talk because we think you know what you're talking about. But to get to that point, you got to be willing to do the other side of it. Like, I'm nobody. In the grand scheme of things, I'm just, I'm Ray J. Lane, right? Like, like ESPNs don't want, they, they don't want to pay me just to hear me talk. So I have to be willing to sit across from the people that people want to hear talk, right. right? When I go to Atlanta, I have to be willing to stand up and think of a real, think of a question that's going to make Deion Sanders go, whoa. And then I did that, right? Like, it's like everybody in the room was asking him questions and he was giving these little short blurb answers. Then I gave him a question and he went, you kind of see the look was like, okay. And then he had to think. So now I'm the guy that got a three minute response out of him and everybody else got a 30 second response. And it's like, you realize that you got to be able to write. You got to be able to report. You got to be able to ask questions, right? You got to be able to sometimes get behind the camera if that's what's needed from you. You got to be able to host, and then you got to be able to flip the script when people host and ask you to come on and then be able to talk. Right. Hosting is a whole different, man. Like, it's yeah. not even, it's, not it's a same. different ball game, especially <laughs> when you got multiple people. You got to kind of mediate. You got to keep the flow. You got to keep time. You got to make sure nobody get out of control. And then it's like, if you have a guest, your job is to, it's for them. It's not for you. So it's like, you told me before, you say, hey, man, it's about you. But like, that that's a different ball game. I'm right. used to just talking. Right. So it, it's been a learning experience, man, like to, to be able to, be versatile and kind of kind of not be, you know, I know what my my A game is, is debating. But to be able to stand in a room and do any of that do stuff. Do a little bit of everything, yeah. Like, that way you can get your foot in the door doing some anything until you get to where you really want to go, right? See, you know, it's funny you say that because, like, it, it's the truth. I think the one thing when I first started, and I know I've I probably told this story a couple times on the show, but when I first started and we were – we were young and we were at the Atlantic 10 Media Day 2017. And Andy Katz was there from ESPN. Or I think he might have been. He was, I think he was at ESPN at the time. And I asked him, I said, Man, look, we're we're starting off in this business, man. What do you what do what's your word of advice? He said, learn it all. And that's the one piece of advice from the beginning that I've tried to, you know, emulate. You know, yes, I I could do play by play. You know, I could probably, you know, if I needed to do color, I could do color. If I needed to, you know, do photography, as you see, I could do photography. If I needed to do a report for something, I could do the report. If I need to do a show, it's like the one thing I took from that conversation was he said, learn it all as much as possible. And that will get you far in this. And and I've from what I've seen, he's right. I think uh, you know, still, still some ways to go, but from what I've seen, yes, exactly what he said that day, that day to me, I was like, yeah, he, everything he said has been correct. And obviously, right. Like you're going to, when, when this airs, right. I'm going to share it to my page and it may, may be a family member of mine or somebody I bought with or somebody, a, a friend of mine, a fan of mine who's never seen you before. Right. I would just like to say to anybody who's never seen him, when he say you play by play, he ain't like, like, <laughs> Bro was doing play by play for girl. Was it like girls tackle football or something we, like that? We, doing girls tackle football. I actually got one. Uh, uh, doing this listen, one this weekend. Yeah, bro, so. listen. I, see, and that, and I'm sure you experienced it sometimes where somebody will say something to you and you go, "I didn't, bro, I didn't know you knew that." Right? Like people yeah. kind of watch you from afar. Right? I've been just scrolling Facebook and I see like you're live and I stop and just watch. And I and I've told you this, man. Like I, no jealousy on my just isn't. Bro, you have the voice. Like, you have a sports voice. I have this high pitch. That's why I have to debate. I yell and I get loud. Like, but you have, you get your Barry White. I don't know, but you have a sports voice, man. The first time I heard you on camera, I was like, man, this dude, like, sounds like he was born for this. Like, and I told you that one. And, and you did. You did. You like, did. this dude's voice is made for TV. Like, it's just, it is, man. Like, so. I, yes, he does play by play very well, might I add. I and that's, high sometimes, <laughs> and listen though, but that's a whole different ball game because I've I, I refereed. It's hard to not get caught up watching the game. 
right? right? And play by play, you're there to watch, but you have to call the game. Like it's different. It's different, man. Yeah, I've I've ran into some people that have tried it, you know, um, and it's just like, ah, why is this happening? Why, you know, <laughs> I, I, I like I did a game. I did a game a couple of weeks ago, and um, when I was doing the game, uh, the, you know, play by play guy it was his first time, you know, PA announcer was his first time doing it. And he was a nice guy. I'm not trying to take anything from him. But as I was doing, it's hard when you got to – I'm trying to commentate the game, and then he's doing it for the for everybody to hear, and I'm doing it for everybody to hear on the stream. And everything I said, he repeated. I was like, okay. I was like, I was like, first down from the 37-yard line. Is he, you know, he he moved to the right, you know, did this and that. Uh, he bounced off that tackle, was able to scoot across the, you know, 40-yard line for a first down. And I heard my man say the exact – he scooted across the 40-yard line for a first down. I was like – and I had to – for the for the first half of the game, that that was in my ear. Even with the headphones, I was like, uh, "Yeah, yeah." And I, and as I was going, I felt okay. He did it one time. Then it kept going, and I was like, "Ah, hey. boy." But hey. it, you know, but I got through it. But it, it's it's cool though. Like I mean, uh, I, I took it as flattery. I'm like, "All right, cool." Well, you know, maybe yeah, like the way listen, I said, <laughs> I don't I don't take that. Like that's one of the things I do not take. I I don't deal with well at all. Right. Like if I take the time, like you said, you've seen him, man. I write these long, you know, drawn yes. out posts with all these numbers, and then three days later, I go on a you know somebody share something on Facebook, and I look and. That's bro, my, my words. Stuff, word for word. That's my stuff. Like, and, cause, and I explained, like, bro, you could just share it because the idea behind me doing that is to draw, follow, like, people follow to see what it is I'm saying. Yes. If you're just going to take my words, then you're not giving me credit for it. Boy. Then people don't know I wrote, like, it's all, oh, man. Well, they'll they'll they, they still on they'll still on the internet and a heartbeat, man. Look, I, like I said, I always said if I have ever took something from somebody, I apologize openly now. If, and I, if I have, I promise you, it wasn't on purpose. Uh, but I've always tried to, um, you know, I've always tried to like if you do something like that, you give credit. I think my my man Tyler Butler down there uh, for sports and, and, and culture. They didn't hijack my man a couple of times. I like them did my man dirty on uh <laughs> but I've seen it, you know. I, I think I've seen one of yours get hijacked before, and I'm like, oh, that's insane that they just take your stuff like that. And bro, how hard is it just to say uh I, I do a show and I start off and I'm talking and I'm interviewing us and I say, Hey man, real quick, I want to just give something to shout real quick. I'm, I'm gonna do something with my guests. We appreciate having you. We're gonna do a check-in. Shout out my guy Darrell Owens. We're gonna do a check. That's not hard. <laughs> Like it's, it's not hard to say, right. I got this from this person, right? This won't be a staple in my show because it's his, but we're going to give it a shot today. Or, oh, just like a, what, what my guy Darrell Owens said. He said, right. you know, it, it's not. It's just a simple, just a simple acknowledgement. I'm not asking for the world. Just a simple acknowledgement. That's it. Bro, that's, that's it. it. That's uh, now, before we go to our next segment, uh, there is one thing we have to talk about. And I know this a little bit, you know, close to your heart. And that is. The Detroit Lions, um, you know, the 2023 Detroit Lions, the NFC North is uh, it's going to be a lot different this year. Uh, obviously, no Aaron Rodgers uh, and, you know, the, the Minnesota Vikings, maybe not quite where, you know, maybe the, they may may not be the same 13 and 4 team that we saw last year, losing the first round of the playoffs. All that good stuff. Chicago is going to be a little bit different this year. But I wanted to hear from you about Detroit, man. What are your thoughts about this Detroit Lions team? Because me personally, this is just me right now. They're my division winners right now, but I want to hear from you. Hey, are you are you asking Ray Lynn or are you asking the sports reporter what I pay? Uh, you can give me both. So <laughs> it, this is where it's hard, man. Like I and I typically when people ask me to do to cover, like they'll say, "Hey, man, you want to cover the Lions?" And it's like, "No, I don't." Why not? That's, I guess because it's my team, right? Like it's like it's right. hard to remove the emotion from that, right? Like like if there's somebody asks you to cover the and. Cover, cover the Green Bay Packers. You're gonna try as hard as you can to not be biased, but it's your team. Yeah, I've, I've had right? some moments. I, I, it's, it's been a little rough. Like I've I've covered Aaron and the Packers twice, and both times they lost, and to the Commanders. And one at that time, Redskins, and then the other time the Commanders. So it was tough. And I was on the sideline. I'm like, I, don't like that. I was like, I didn't right. like it, but I had to be cool. But it was it, tough. I mean, even even if, 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 you know, people do like coming up here shortly, you're going to see a lot of people doing their shows and they're going to do, um, you know, season previews. Right. Right. And everybody calls me, man, you want to do a segment on the Lions? I'm like, no, like I'll tell them in heartbeat. Give me anybody else. Give me anybody right? else. Just not why, why did you? Because I'm a sports journalist. Right. Like you can give right. me any other team. I'll do the research. I'll make sure I'm prepared. I will talk intelligently about that team. I'll talk about what they did last year. I'll mm -hmm. talk about additions. I'll talk about who they lost. I'll talk about the draft. 
If I talk about my team, it's gonna be like, dude, they've been upsetting me for 20 years. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, it's, it's like, yo, listen, man, like the Detroit Lions, man, are like, oh god. Uh what, what what does Stephen A say about see giving credit? Stephen A, you know, used to mess with Skip. Hey, the Cowboys are an accident waiting to happen. No, the Detroit Lions are an accident <laughs> waiting to happen. Like we like think they just think about the talent we've had over the years, right? Yes. We, to, to me, we have we have two guys who are not arguably to me like just easily top five at their position all time at worst. Touché. Right. And we couldn't build contenders around those guys, like ever. Right. And and some we I mean it's not like it was even like when Barry Sanders was in his heyday, a lot of people don't know guys like Scott Mitchell and Johnny Morton and Herman Moore and Scott Brett Pierman. Right. Like people like people don't know we had Buku talent. Buku talent. Here's Herm, a story. Herman you Moore. may not know this. You may not know this. I don't know if you know this. The Detroit Lions was running the run and shoot offense one year. And we was running up to I mean, we was just it was going to be a shootout. Right? Was it in the nineties? Was it in the nineties? Scott Scott Mitchell was quarterback then, right? It was like ninety four. Was it about ninety four? One think? one of those ninety years. One, right? Yeah, one of the ninety years. But here here here's what the front office said. They said we scoring too fast. <laughs> we scoring too fast. If, 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 if y'all if y'all think anybody that's watching this, you know, <laughs> just go look it up. Re, just Google like Detroit Lions change offense or whatever. They felt like. They were scoring too fast that the defense wasn't having an opportunity to rest, and that's why the defense was so bad. So as opposed to sticking with this run-and-shoot offense, Man, we tough. was running and gunning, they decided to go to a pro style, like a different offense where it's like, hey, we're going to try to move the chains, right? We're not going for the season? home run plays. No, 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 I think it was in the offseason. It was in the offseason. It was off season. Okay, I about yeah, to but say. They, like, they, they came back the next year. And we were awful, man. It was like, dude, I'd rather us score 35 a game and be nine and six. And like, I mean, like, I like I'd rather do that. At least we'd be exciting. Like, you're right. gonna now put like we have the most exciting player in football. You're gonna put him in a boring offense and just like Barry's not a between the tackles guy. Like, sweep it to him, like give it to him, get, get him, him in roll. open space and let him do it. <laughs> let him you're roll. gonna now we're gonna, we're gonna try and slow the game down, play play tough, hard nosed blue collar football. We're gonna we're gonna uh up the gaps, we're gonna move the no no no. No, we don't 34 dive with Barry. No, sweep. But a fix the defense. Uh, you better fix the defense. I'm like, right? that's and, the case. And the great, bro, we had talented defenses guys like Robert Porsche, like Chris Newman. Like, we, we, we've we had talent, man. We've just never been able to put it together. So, bring us full circle to And then you go the next generation, the, the generation of Matt Stafford, right. the generation of Megatron. And then people forget before him when we just kept drafting receiver after receiver, when we had Roy Williams, when we drafted Charles Rogers out of Michigan State, God, he his name. God rest his soul. So like, Rogers. We, we've had the talent, right? And then we got Reggie Bush. Then on the defensive side of the ball, again, we can never put it together. Just hit and miss. We get big play slay. And then we had Indomitian Sue when he was still good. We had Nick Fairley when he was somewhat still good, right? But we could just never, like, it was like, ah, we go 10 and 6. And you think there's promise? Then the next year we go 6 and 10. Nah. And that's how I feel right now. I right. feel like we're at our best when nobody expects anything from us, Right. And then when there aren't any in, any expectations, everything we do feels overblown. Kind of like I see the banner in the back. Kind of like the Miami Heat. It's like when you're the AC and you make the finals, that's a successful season. It is a successful season. I didn't when expect this to make the finals. I can tell you that now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. like, yo, they, they made the finals. So with the Lions, it's like, yo, they went nine and eight. Wow. Right? But now, because we went nine and eight, and golf looked like he's had a resurgence, right? He, he's he's yep. revived his career. Sometimes you need a new scenery. Amaran St. Brown looks like the one one of the up-and-coming, young, promising yes. stars in this league, right? Yes. He was unguardable at times, right? I didn't like us moving up to draft a kid out of Alabama. I didn't understand it because it was like, okay. It's kind of a surprise. It's kind with of all the needs we have on the defensive side of the ball, we let the guy that just led the league in touchdowns, we let him walk to new orleans we picked up david montgomery and then we who's moved. been injury prone I, I, I that's the one i didn't understand man. Bro, david bro. montgomery's been injury prone the last couple of years like Not, why we traded up in the draft to get a running back what like it's, it's like when you, again the lions for years it was just, we just drafted the best receiver on the board for like four years straight right right and now it's like right when you think we're on the road to better we do that it's like i didn't understand that but they say he's looking good in camp, right? I, whatever. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, the Detroit team, to me, 
Uh, I think I'm probably just excited to see what they can do. You know, it's like one of those yeah. franchises, you know, you want to see them do well. It's like yeah, you, you want to see them way. do well. But th- th- so this is what they're doing. Right. Unbeknownst to to the, the schedule makers, they put a target on our back. They told the whole world, we think Detroit is legit. And we think because we ain't sneaking up on nobody now. You know how they Man, did that? They gave you prime time games. <laughs> they gave you prime time games too. I don't. But you know what the opening game is, right? Yeah, they did y'all dirty in the opening night. I'm like, they could have, they couldn't, they ain't had to get it out of the opening night game though. They just gonna I feed mean, us to the beast, right? They just gonna feed us to the beast, right? I, come <laughs> on, man. Like we're we're not that. Like opening night should have been, uh, Kansas City, Buffalo. Kansas yeah. City, Cincinnati. Cincinnati, yeah. Uh, I was surprised. Let's see Aaron Rodgers in his new digs. Let's see uh, if 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 with a full offseason to get right with his team, let's see if Deshaun Watson is now figured out he's going to be the version of Houston Deshaun Watson we saw. Put him out there. Don't put my Lions out there Don't opening your week, prime like time again. <laughs> Come on, man. It did your hey, boys dirty, man. They oh, was like, God. hey, man, Merry but Christmas. Listen, we listen. That, and that was so at one point last year, through like five weeks, we had the number one scoring offense and the number 32 scoring defense. Yes. Right. We we were we scored the most points and the most points scored against us. And that's a that's a quick way to go nine and eight or eight and nine, which I mean that's the Detroit Lions. Look at us the last seven years. We ain't never won more than eleven games. Mm-hmm. I can't say we ain't lost more than eleven games. We you know, we we <laughs> actually hold the anyway. But don't, that, do, that, don't do that to yourself. Don't do that. <laughs> that, that that's that's me every year, man. What do you think about your Lions? Man, I'll probably buy eight and eight, man. Things go right, we could be ten and six. They go bad, we'd be six and ten. Man, I said that for twelve years in a row, like just eight and eight. It's just, it's just, it just, it might be, it is what it is, it is what it is. I know, that, and I saw they tried to get y'all back on, uh, on Hard Knocks, and they was like, "No, nah, we good this time. We good." Yeah. And that's another thing. People just like our coach now, right? And yeah. I put it like this: I've never, and that that's not true. The year we went like ten or eleven and six. Mm-hmm. With, with Stafford and Megatron and we had Indomitian Stew and then we got Nick Fairley. That was the only season I went into the season going, we could really be special. The, as a matter of fact, uh, the year the Super Bowl was in Detroit, which is, that's way before they time. That was like 05. That was the 06. 06, yeah. 06, yeah. Bettis, Bettis and, you know, in his hometown. That year, I was just saying, we're going to be the first team to win the Super Bowl. And, you know, I didn't really believe it. <laughs> but and and the years with with Stafford and Megatron, like I say, when we had Dominic on the other side of the wall, and we started building the defense, I was like, "Yo, we could really build on this." And that year after we went ten and six or eleven and five, whichever one it was, we came right back the next year and won like five games. So it's like that's what I feel like we're setting ourselves. I've never ever had the kind of expectations that you as a Packers fan have had to have over the last fifteen. I mean, years. Look, I look. It's a, it's a luxury, um, and I've been a Packers fan. Since I was like six or seven years old, at least I think it was about seven. So like 1992, 91, I've had Brett Favre and I've had Aaron Rodgers. You know, like I, I'm not gonna sit there. I, I can count on 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 both hands how many losing seasons we've had in that time frame, which I think is like six. So for 30 years, we had like six losing seasons. We had 24 winners. I I that, I don't that know. That almost sounds like too many. Yeah, right, right. It doesn't even seem right. And so you know, I'm I'm going into this season. I tell people, I'm like, I am. I, I'm going into this season like, all right, the team is pretty much the same. Obviously, the real minus really is we, you know, we don't have Aaron anymore, and that's a that's a big loss. A really so big we we're, we're, we're we're going to find out what Jordan Love is made of, and I don't expect. I told people I don't want them to win the division this year. If they, great, if they win it by all means, but I I want to see what I saw with Aaron the first two years. I just want to see progress. If I can see that he's building up and it's getting to that point, I don't want him to right off the bat. And then Jair's out here telling me, you the best quarterback in the league. I want to throw something at him. I wanted to physically go and throw a brick at him. He's one of my favorite players, man. Like, I wanted to fight this man. I'm like, what are you doing, man? Don't don't blow this man's head up. Then he called the Bears their daddy. And I was like, man, this is crazy. Get Take the, take the mic away from my guy. Let him play some football. Just take the mic away from him. He's doing crazy stuff. Sometimes, man, as a fan, you just want your players chill out, bro. Hey, like, take a deep breath, man. We don't, we don't need to be flashy. Look, we, we yeah. look, we've been Green Bay for a long time. We, they're more likely to have a losing season, and that's fine. We just got to grow. Please don't do that. Now, before but, we move, oh, go ahead, on, Ray J. Go ahead. I, I do think, though, you said earlier. You know, I, I think Minnesota will do what Minnesota does. I think yeah. they have the most talent in the division. I think, um, and I think they'll still win 11, 12 games. Uh, I just do. Um, yeah, Kirk yeah. Cousins is Kirk Cousins is the greatest non primetime quarterback in the history <laughs> of football. Like if, if if a game is at one o'clock, you in trouble. You play Kirk at seven, or you in there, dog. You, you is you, in you, there. You're getting a dub. You're getting yeah, a dub yeah, almost. You, it's, it's, almost <laughs> it's almost 
almost guaranteed that you're gonna get a dub. Unless, unless he was playing the Packers, because that's a weird thing. Like, even when he was in Washington, th- like they played Packers on a Monday night and they beat us like 35 to 21. But Green Bay doesn't play well in Washington. I couldn't tell you why. It's just it's just been that way. And um, he he's had their number in, in late games. Everybody else, though, you know, okay. I've never had the opportunity to sit in front of a Packers fan. Mm-hmm. And express my disdain and my disgust. I'm sorry for the phantom face mask call. I, I've never had the opportunity to tell a Packers fan on the Hail Mary. All everybody remembers is the Hail Mary. <laughs> Nobody ever talks about the reason it happened. Is man, the play before that the game was over? And it was one over. of our defenders reached and he grabs Aaron Rodgers' shoulder. It looked bad. It did, looked bad. <laughs> That's about Aaron, it. Aaron snatched his head like this, and they do the flag. We're in a we're the technology era is replaying everything now. I don't think I don't think at that time it was in play though. No, it was. If you ever go back and look at it, nobody came even close. Nobody touched his face mask, and when it happened, I was like, "We're about to lose." Like I like, it was was crazy. (laughs) Oh man, yeah, man. Oh, so with that being said, I wanted the actual opinion on this helmet that they dropped. Uh, you know, the brand new. Uh, alternative helmet for De- for Detroit this year. Before we move on to our quick one segment, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, on this, I-, I love the helmet. I love the color, but what are your thoughts on this? Is that a that is the uh, alternate helmet? No, for I'm the- asking. Why it look like that? Don't even look like a, that. Look like a possum. It don't look like a lion <laughs> on there. It look like what is Detroit possums? They Yo. put up they put a possum with a wig on on our helmet, man. This is unbelievable. <laughs> Oh, this is my first time seeing it. Like I've never seen, seen it. No, because I, I, like you said, I don't be watching TV, man. Like, That's I'm hilarious. Sorry. It's, it's oh a- my god, it's a possum! Look at his face, man. Like you've seen possums land in the road. That's a possum. Cool he is. Like go go back to it. Right, his legs look it. anorexic, man. Look at him. He like he need a. Oh man, this is awful. That's not Simba. That's not Mufasa. That's a oh, possum. That is a <laughs> possum. Oh God, that's horrible. now. I, I, now I'm not gonna lie to you. I love the color of the helmet per se. I know they went old school. I know they went old school on the on the lion logo, but um, <laughs> the possum with a wig. That's great. Oh, Ray oh, J, you, you, you a trip for that one. All right, oh, let's go ahead and hit our next segment. It is time for quick ones. <laughs> right. So now it's time for quick ones, Ray J. Are you ready for the Ray J. Lynn edition of Quick Ones here on 101? I'm, I'm ready, sir. Just, I, and again, if you're watching, this is unscripted. I don't know what's coming. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, he has no clue. So let's do the first one. And I always tell people one word. You don't have to do one. Don't. I said one word answer, but no, I want explanation. So g- give me your reasoning why all that good stuff. Here we go. Quick Ones, favorite sports moment. And it could be personal or with one of your teams. Oh God! You said one word answer. It used to be no, no, no. Don't, don't. It don't have to be one word. You can it, be free, be free. It used to be eighty-one, but it's absolutely Kobe's last game. Kobe's last game. Uh, KD did an interview. He said, "Man, that's one of the legends, and y'all treated him like crap." I mean, people talk so. Man, he came off an Achilles injury, but like you talk about athletes going out the right way. I think probably the most iconic way to go out was what Ray Lewis did, right? Yeah, um, yeah. You, you go out winning one, and I'm done. But what Kobe did as in his last game, like he played bad all year, and it's just like, oh, we just want to see him play one more time. And he just put on an absolute show. What was like, it? Yeah, 60 or 60. 60, score 60. Score 60. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then he, he, I mean, it was down in the fourth. He it was vintage. Kobe just went crazy. And it's like, and I think probably more so because, he, you know, he's no longer with us. So it's right. like, you, you think about that moment, like, that was what he left us with. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, Kobe's last game. And uh, and it's funny because I I think I saw a commercial today. I think when it was right before his last, and so it popped up on my timeline today where they were showing a commercial when they were talking about his last hurrah and uh and it was like at the time and like Phil Jackson when Genie Bus were in there like singing it was it was it was weird but it was a very interesting commercial. But I think with Kobe, um, a lot of people probably going into that game still kind of had a bad taste of Kobe in their mouth. Like, uh, but then it's like, like you said, you realize, wow, we're, this is one of the legends of the game and this is how he finishes. I think me personally, cause I used to dislike Kobe, but it was more because you know how you see somebody win all the time. You're like, Oh God, why do they always got to win? Unless it's your team. You're like, why they got to win all the time. And I think that's how I felt about Kobe until I got a chance to see the, the last couple of seasons and just watch, you know, 
how he was. And I said, man, I respected the mess out of Kobe, especially those last, the last couple of years. And, you know, obviously what happened just made it just like, wow, you know, but it gave you more respect, even more respect than you ever could have. Now he's a legend among legends, you know, uh, still should be in the GOAT talk, but that's another talk for another day. I don't think, you know, we, we won't get into that because that's a whole, that's, that's 25 to 30 minutes. We can go there. Uh, <laughs> next one. Hate to do this to your worst sports moment. It's got to be something involving the Detroit Lions. Uh, <laughs> no, you know what? I I'll tell you, man. Worst sports. You said moment. Uh, I would just say uh, time frame. I, I guess you can call it that. Okay. And I, it, oddly enough, a guy from Detroit, if I didn't have this green screen up, you'll see my whole background is all Lakers. I'm a Lakers fan. Right. Right. Uh, the Pistons beating us in 04, man. Goodness gracious. Like, it just wasn't <laughs> supposed to happen. Like, it just wasn't. Like, and, and for people to go, man, that team was really good. Yeah, they didn't win no more. The rest of, like, they're, they're known for making a bunch of Eastern Conference finals. A team with Chauncey Billups as your number one guy beat a team with Shaquille O'Neal, Earl oh, Malone, man. Gary Payton, and Kobe Bryant. And even though they were on their last legs, we see guys kind of chase the championships on their last legs. Kind of like the right. Miami team where you just take a bunch of older guys, Antoine Walker, Shaq, Alonzo Moore, Gary Payton. Gary Payton, <laughs> Gary Payton right? yeah. And they all put it in. Or even the 11 and 12 Miami where you get Mike Miller, Shane Battier, uh, Ray Allen, right? Like guys will sacrifice. So it's like yeah, that's just what's supposed to happen. Yeah, yeah, the, man. The Lakers, I, the Lakers losing in that, that That's a tough one. Uh, that that is a tough one. I was actually in Disney World when it happened. I remember watching it. We went on a, a, a field trip. I was uh, substituting at my uh, school at the time, and it was like, "You want to be a chaperone and chip?" And we were watching the finals in the hotel room at Disney World, and I, I, that's how I remember. Every time I think about that series, I think about that moment. So, man, man. All right, next one. Favorite athlete growing up. Growing up, mm -hmm. I get, it depends on how far I want to go back. I mean, because like, Kobe I mean, was, Kobe was drafted in '96. That would make me 15. Yeah, right? it, it, it would be Kobe, right? But Kobe. That's like when you're coming into adulthood, and before Kobe, it was probably Magic. Okay. You okay. see a theme here? You see a yeah, theme? Yeah, here? It's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Laker thing. I, I ain't mad at that. I ain't mad at that. Barry Sanders is very much in the conversation. I love, I love Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders is my favorite running back of all time, and it's and that's, that's coming from a Packers fan. And I'm serious, like because he should have been a Packer, but that, that's a whole nother story. I'm not gonna get into. Oh my God, he was right there, and we was like, no, we're gonna get this offensive lineman that's not gonna be in the league in a couple of years. That's okay. Barry Sanders. Shout, shout, shout out to King Griffey, by the way. Yes, yes, hey, and that whole reason I'm a Seattle Mariners fan, just tossing it up. King Griffey Jr. in the building. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> so uh, here now, the next two are going to be. You know, Fun ones, as I like to call them. First one, what's the worst movie you ever seen? The worst movie I ever seen? Mm -hmm. Oh man, that's a <laughs> yeah. That I, I didn't expect that coming. It, <laughs> it, it, it would have to be something on Tubi, right? Or like uh, something on Tubi, or uh, some of this stuff to be on um, uh, Roku. Man, it's just awful. But I, I, so let me say, I, I, I guess I'm gonna go with a movie. That I had expectations for. Okay. That wasn't really good. I'm an MCU fanatic. Neither one of the first Thor movies were good. Like they were awful, as a matter of fact. The first two <laughs> Thor movies were atrocious. And I think they realized that that Iron Man was winning fans over with just sheer comedy and his 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 wit, right? And if you watch the next Thor movie, they made it all comedy. Like Ragnarok became like Thor became a comedian all of a sudden, right? right. Like they had to because nobody wants nobody wanted to watch Dark World, man. It was awful. Like, yeah, it was awful. First two Thor movies were awful. Okay, I, I can I can go with that. I mean, but you're right. Iron Man had a little had a pizzazz in it, and Robert Downey was on his own on his comeback. You oh, know, Jesus he Christ. was on his comeback trail. You know, like he was doing amazing work for like a you know from what from Tropic Thunder on, which just yeah. like he was just doing amazing stuff. Man, All right, worst uh, movie you ever seen? Wow. And worst one, I think. Oh, I'll th I'll give you mine. I. I saw this movie. I don't even know why I watched it, but it was, you know, it's the first one. It was called Gobi. And the dude that played, <laughs> it was, it was about this giant bear. I was just randomly in a spot and we saw like, I was in a store, Walmart, and they had like a, uh, you know, like you know how the five dollar dump bin of movies and DVDs they used to have in there. Mm -hmm. Well, I looked in there and said, Gobi, what is this? And it was like this big six foot eight uh, teddy bear looking 
He was trying to help this little kid out. And it was just, it was just outrageous. I mean, but the dude that played um on Harry Potter with the big beard, the the uh Robert Coltrane, the, the heavyset right. dude, he was the guy that played Gobi. And I'm like, man, this is just I I don't know, it just bothered me strategically. But and you get me, pulled in bad movies, you get pulled in, you're like, I don't know why I'm still watching it, but, but you I'm but you because you now. but you you watch it for the badness, you're like, How bad is this gonna get? So th- that was it for me. All right, last one on quick ones. You are going on a cross-country trip, and you can take four celebrities with you to hang out on this cross-country trip, dead or alive. Who's going on the trip with you? Well, you said dead or alive. Kobe dead Bryant. Or, okay. Kobe Bryant. And you know what's crazy about Kobe Bryant? Obviously, just because I'm a fan. But when you listen to him talk, you go, man, I, I, would, I wouldn't mind having a conversation with him. Right? right. Like, I, like, he's... Like super intellectual, and you're like, yeah, like I just would, right? Uh, you said celebrities, Barack Obama, okay? Uh, because I, w- I would want to know for myself, like, what was it like? Like, you you made history, like, you are the first and only. Like, I, I would have to, I, I would have so many questions, you right? You just want to know, you would just, yeah, I want to take that all in for, I mean, just to be in his presence for one. I met his wife, but just to be in his presence and like. Take all of that in, right? I go, man. I'm hanging um, with Barack Obama. This is, right? <laughs> this is pretty no, cool. Barack Obama. Um, Barack Obama. So you got Barack, Kobe you got Bryant. Kobe. He says celebrity. So we're not limited. It can be famous athletes. people. I mean, you know, what was it? What did you say? I said it don't have to be athletes, right? No. Uh, you athletes. know what? Stuart Scott. Yes. Yes. Stuart Scott. So let's say we're on a road trip. One, do this comedy. Two, He's a legend, man. I, I believe that he is. Uh, he's the reason why a lot of us do what we do, right? right. Like He was our first impression 100%. of somebody that looks like us that can be very successful in this field. I told Michael Smith that. Um, I don't know if you saw him out in, in, in uh I saw in him, but I, yeah, I didn't get a chance to speak with him, but I did see him. I did see I him. I got to, I interviewed him. And um, he even gave me his phone number, right? Like, I, like that, that, that was a shameless name drop, right? But like, <laughs> um, I, I told him, I told him, I said, I believe he is for this generation what Stuart Scott was for his generation, right? Mm-hmm. And and for, so for me, for the, the age I am and when I grew up, Stuart Scott was, was Stuart Scott. Large, larger than life. Yeah, larger than life. Larger than life. Um, And then for me, it would have to be a musician. Yeah. have to be a musician. And I, th- th- this may be surprising. I would probably go. Said dead or alive. Then, yep, don't make a difference. No, we're gonna go Kirk Franklin. Kirk Franklin. Okay, so we got Kirk. So Kurt, Obama, Kobe, Kobe. and Scott, and Stuart Scott. Man, that oddly be... enough, man, I, you know, I never thought I would say those four names together, but all four of those people, in one sh- way, shape, or form, have inspired me at some point in my life. Right. Like I'm a, I'm a musician. Right. I told you, I just came from choir rehearsal. I'm a minister of music in my church. And like Kirk Frank, like if you ever saw me directing, you said, well, I get Kirk Franklin. Right. Like I like, yeah, Kirk Franklin, man, he yeah. ushered in an entire new wave of gospel music. Yes. Um, he, bro- he broke barriers. He really yeah. did. And there was a point where I thought, OK, you're going too far, Kirk. But when he first started doing what he was doing, introducing a new style to, to, to inspire the youth, like it was groundbreaking at the time. So that was back in like early 90s. So early 90s, Kurt inspired the generation of even with, you know, the family, even with Kurt Franklin and the family, they were, they were, they were pretty decent sized group. But that was the first time you started seeing like the groups with the mics. Like it started to get to the point where everybody had a microphone. It was that generation. But everybody Kurt, from that point on, Kurt Franklin is. is Kurt, Kurt Franklin is probably the reason for praise teams in church yes they, he they is started he, that putting mics in front of everybody stuff he is yeah i i 100 percent agree with that kurt franklin is the reason why um uh, and not the right why we sing but but re- the reason why uh <laughs> and I, you know and i met i met kurt franklin um i got a chance to meet kurt franklin back in 2011 uh at the essence music festival when i was doing uh commercials for walmart and he was so nice and when he came up to me and until this day i ain't gonna lie to you because i had a little bit of a spite for him because i said Man, he need to go back to old school Kurt. Kind of like you said, like I, I miss old school Kurt. This newer stuff, you know, it's song, some of the songs sound the same. He came up to me. He was the nicest person. And he was like, 
hey, Mr. Rollback, man, how you doing? And I'm like, bro, Kirk Franklin knows who I am. That's wild. That's so, why, yeah. and, and I got the picture somewhere. I, I haven't never posted it on um, never posted it on Facebook because my wife has it hidden somewhere in her files and stuff. But I got a picture with me, Kirk Franklin, and Mary Mary all together, like hanging out. Oh, uh, it was oh, it was it was definitely a, a an amazing moment. Kirk Franklin is amazing people. Amazing people. That's All right, cool. so that is it for the Ray J. Lynn version of Quick Ones. And we're going to finish this one up with Leaving Your Legacy. So, Ray J., once first, before we get into man, an hour, woo, we I cannot, we've had so much fun. I had no clue we had gotten that deep into it. Uh, but before we go and before, um, you know, we get into this last one, I just want to say thank you, brother, for joining me. It has been an absolute pleasure having you on here on episode 96 of 101. It's just been an absolute pleasure, brother. I listen, I appreciate it. Um, I, you know, when people say charge it to my head and not my heart, I won't charge it you know, to your heart that 95 people was on here before. Me. <laughs> I <will. laughs> Listen, man, uh, bro, I, I go on people's shows and every, you know, you get into these modes where everybody starts like, Hey, we are going, you know, people start saying nice things, but bro, I, you really are. You wanted the goats at this man. And, uh, I, I admire what you do, bro. You're great at what you do. I appreciate you having me. And more importantly, myself and my family, thank you so much for, Introducing us to Doc uh, Bluebell's Dr. Pepper ice cream. Hey, hey, look, hey, hey, man, hey, it's sneaky good because I told somebody I said the Dr. Pepper in there is not overbearing. No, it's it's just a hint of it. It's just it's just enough to where it's like, man, this is you as you eat it a little bit more, you be like, it's Dr. Pepper. Yeah, it's Dr. Pepper. It tastes like it tastes like like an old school root beer float, right? It does. It tastes like a root beer float that was made with Dr. Pepper, Pepper, and then somebody froze it. That's what it tastes like. Tastes like greatness to me. Tastes like greatness to me. So with that being said, um, when you decide to hang it up, if you ever do decide to hang it up, but if you, let's say you, you know, down the road when people can say, man, what do you want people to say? What do you, what do you want your legacy to be in the sports journalism game, in the debate game? But what, what do you want people to say about Ray J Lynn uh, when you, when it's all said and done? I, I genuinely mean this, and I've said this on my Facebook before. I, I put something out one time, and I said, "I really think I'm the best in the world." Like, and I mean it. And people are like, oh, yeah. I, I, I feel like I could sit across the desk from anybody. I don't care who you are, and no matter what the people watching thought, when you walk away, you'd be like, "Man, that dude is tough," right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mean like, um, and that's what I want, man. I want anybody who's ever interacted and talked sports with me whether you agree with me or not, to walk away from that going, man, I might not agree, but Roby, he he, he be on his stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and for the most part, that's what most people who know me say, right? And you get on Facebook and everybody think that. I, I try to avoid most of that stuff, man. But, like, I want to be remembered as one of the best by whoever, whether that's on the scale I'm doing it now. Anybody that ever sees or hear me talk sports, I want them to remember me as one of the best. Whether I stay the sports reporter or I pay my entire life, Cause I make a good living. I support my family. So I don't need sports to take care of my family. I do right. sports because I love it. So anybody that's ever debated me, anybody that's ever had a sports conversation, anybody that's ever heard me podcast or seen me on somebody's show, walk away from that going, that dude is good. That's what, that's what I want to be remembered as. Like the guy that people go, you know, that Ray, that Ray J. Lynn, that's our WOP. I'm telling you that guy right there. Yeah, that's man. the guy. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm telling you, man, I, from from the moment that we had our first interaction, I was like, man, that guy's special, and I I mean that. I'm not saying it because you're here, and I tell people all the time. I was like, if I'm I'm not just I mean, I was like, I ain't trying to never debate you one on one. If I've got to, I got to have you as a partner in that bad boy. I need somebody on my side. I know that's gonna come through and let people have it, you know. And so, man, like I said, it's it's you. In my opinion, you're one of the best. I, I'm not just saying that. Really, true. Like to to be as quick and as smooth as you are off the pace and and know exactly what you're talking about and i mean and you'll have people stuttering they'll be like oh no uh, no 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 you you bam 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 and they're trying to come back from it and they're not ready for it and that's that's special not, not a lot of people got that man not a lot of people got that i appreciate it man genuinely appreciate yeah, it yeah man so look let the people know um first of all if you got any special projects shout them out but if not let the people know where they can find you my brother uh, special projects, not coming up, but past, man. I did a project that sparked from us in 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 uh, in Arizona, man. I, mm-hmm. I met 
I met Candy Waller out there. I met Karita Parks out there. My home is um, right there. <laughs> I missed. I know, man. Y'all listen, man. I, it's crazy. I'm like, I'm looking at my time. Like, where I get all these DMV folks from? But I met them. Um, I missed Kelsey out there. But I wound up getting a chance, man. And and Women's History Month, which was in March, I did a series called Breaking Barriers: Women in Sports, and I got to interview Karita, uh, Candy, Kelsey. And a ton of other women, man. Venora Lewis, Miss C, like uh, people that you may or may not know. And it it was super dope for me. Um, and again, like when you look at somebody, you go, I'm sitting there like, I'm interviewing Kelsey. Like, like she's somebody. You hear me? Yeah, like Kelsey's everywhere, man. Look, Kelsey, mean? Kelsey, Kelsey, Kelsey then, A&M, man. She's I, everywhere. Listen, she's doing it. And then, man, when you sit and you talk with, like, you see us in places, but then when you sit and you talk with a Karita Parks and you sit mm-hmm. and you talk with a Candy Waller and you hear the stuff that they've done and the things that they're doing, you go, man, these women are phenomenal. Yeah, they right? don't play so games, man. They don't play. That, that uh, bro, I probably you can't see it. So my, my it's funny. My laptop is sitting here and I have a second monitor. And up on my monitor, all the stories on Facebook are like and like it's double take sports. Karita's because I think she's covering the draft right now. <laughs> yeah, her. It's popped up on my thing, man. But um, that that was uh super dope. So that that was a project. If you get the chance to do it, check it out. Um, you can catch me on Monday nights, Sports Arena. Uh, with my guy Eric Wilson, Tyree, Michael Carrington, Bill John Shear, talking all kind of sports. Um, we were on Facebook Live. Now we're on a platform called No Filter. Uh, you can catch me there, and then you can catch Ball Don't Lie when the NBA season probably before it gear back up. You Ball Don't Lie gonna gear back up around the same time, man. Um. Yeah, sport SRWOP, Facebook, hey. Twitter, YouTube, SRWOP everywhere. Check him out. I'm telling you, if you need facts, I'm telling you, he's the man to go to. He's he's not gonna leave you astray on that bad boy. You're gonna <laughs> you're gonna <laughs> learn. I promise you, every time I see a post, I learn something. New. I'm like, dang, I had no clue that was the case. And I look, I've been doing sports a long time. And there's every time Ray posts something, I'm like, I learned something new today. You know, it's like I learned something new today, even if it's just a little bit, I learned something new today. Well, look, y'all, before we get off of here, let's talk about next week's guest. And we've got a good one coming on. My man right here. I call him. Look, my man doesn't go anywhere without rocking a suit. He is always clean. My man, Mr. Darren Smith, is sports journalist, host of the ship out there, uh, you know, in Kansas City. He's on Fox Sports 106.7 and Sports Radio 810. He covers the Kansas City Chiefs. He's always uh, in the mix. He just did uh, about a week ago. He was just doing the uh, ring ceremony out there, interviewing all the chief players. He is one of the best in the game. I, and I got a chance to finally meet him at the Super Bowl. I was by, I, yeah. I'm looking. I'm like, I think I met him in Arizona. Yeah, yeah I, I met him. Yeah, so he, he's one of the best in the game. He's as bright as they come. And we'll get a chance to have him on episode 97. Once again, everybody. Ray J, I appreciate you, man. I love you. I truly mean that. Thank you once again for coming on. Everybody, thank you for tuning in for episode 96 of 101 here on the Legacy Maker Sports Network. I am your man, Darrell Owens. We will see you all next week. Peace. Legacy Maker, the All Sports Network. One, 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 one. One. Welcome to the one on one. One on one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. We number one. I get the truth. Then I give.